Welcome to The Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code, which is a personal, self-expressive journey. Enjoy. everybody, welcome to The Success Code. I'm Roy Red, author of The Success Magnet and creator of the, the Success Code podcast. Today I got my boy Adam. We're going to go in, uh, get his philosophy on success, serial entrepreneur, real estate guy, genius. Um, I, you know, chop it up with this guy about success and philosophy and he's really helped me with a lot of distinctions and that's what we're going to do for you guys today. Get you guys some distinctions. Maybe you can take what he knows and use it and create it and create your own blueprint. He's been there. He's done that. He's going places. So pay attention to this interview. Let's get it in. So Adam, tell me what you do, bro. And just basically for anyone who doesn't know you, create some context on everything you do, man. So my name is Adam. I'm a, a real estate expert in Southern California. What I do is I help everything that has to do with real estate. Like, you know, a lot of real estate agents are just, you know, buy or sell. Like, no, I do everything for my clients. I take care of everything they need. I don't, my number one job is to make it the easiest transition. Um, I've been doing it for a year. I did 24 transactions last year. In the big scheme of things, that's probably in the top 5% of real estate agents in Southern California in my first year in business. My second thing that I do is I run a real estate team. I have four young hustlers that work for me. We're just all guys under 30. This is what we want to do. None of us gone to college. None of us has any pro, you know, business experience. We just we just believe in a few items and we just dominate in those things. And we just we literally just hustle and work hard every single day. Yeah, man. I met you. Uh, we're doing um, we're uh, just spending our time helping some orphans. And I met you, uh, what school was that? La Sierra University. Yep. Yep. And dude, I was just, at, as soon as I met you, I was like, this guy's, this guy's the man. You had, you had guys following you, videotaping you. <laughs> yeah. I was asking what you did and I could just see how much energy and how vibrant you were. And then we just started going back and forth and then talking about success. And your philosophy has really helped me. Uh, understand my philosophy so tell me your philosophy on life and and on success honestly like when it comes to life and success like too many people are 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 in, impacted by people around them and i think the number one thing people need to do is figure out what you want to do and where you're going in life and honestly stop caring what anyone thinks around you like really like the moment i learned to stop caring what people think even my parents my best friends, like the moment I realized not to care what people think because I knew exactly where I was going and I believed in myself, I was able to meet the success. And here's the thing, success is always going to change. What I think is success today is not maybe what I think for success tomorrow. Like for me being successful in this day and age is to be $40 million in sales this year, being able to take young 21-year-old kids, give them a six-figure salary this year, and, and and be one of the top agents and team in this area. Next year, it might be, who knows, start a family or, or take care of my parents or, or something like that. So 
to believe that your goals or being successful and what you believe they are are going to stay the same, they're always changing. That's why you've got to look at yourself every single day. There's not a day that I go by that I don't check myself and check where I'm going to make sure I'm going through the same success I am, I am or that I did the day before. Or maybe I'm realizing that this is not what I want anymore. I need to figure out what I want and so I can go directly at it. You know what? That's crazy because um, in my book I say that success is not a standard that's set by society, but it's a collection of personal values clearly defined and ultimately achieved. And some people never sit down. You ask people, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? People don't even have the clarity to know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, obviously you're not going to get anything and you're just going to be working for someone else. But it's crazy because self-expression really is the true is the true road to success. I can't tell you what success is. Success has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with literally anything. You have to define it for yourself. Now, in these conversations we have and we make these distinctions, you can take what we did and say, okay, they found out what success was for them. So now let me reverse engineer that and figure out what success is for me and once you're clear, go build it. You know, self-expression is not a moral issue. Find out what you want and go do it and don't care what nobody else thinks. And I think that's a great distinction. And that's why you are yeah. where you are today. Bro. I think a lot of people are so, um, look at my life and see how many hours I put in and see that I, I, I really don't have a personal life outside of business or working right now. But they think that I want everyone to be like that, which I don't. Like if, if, if Roy's thing was, I want to work 40 hours a week, I want to have a family, I want to have a great work-life balance, and he was so happy doing that and that's success to him, kill it, keep doing it. Or you want to be like me who's putting 80 hours a week in, that's grinding every day, that, but that, that means success to me. And, that's what, and so I think so many people want, think that, oh, if you're not working 80 hours a week, like Adam doesn't think you're successful. No. No, I don't. Like, if you're living the life that you want to live and you're happy, dude, you're hitting success. And so many people think they want to put how they live their life on other people, but it's not. If you're doing you and you're loving life and you're happy, that's success. Good. If I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm living life, that's success. And everyone can just be doing things differently, but all be successful at the same time. And that's why uh, me and my friends, my uh, buddy Casey and uh, my good friend Stacy, when we talk, we say the word concept before we say stuff. So I'll say, based on my concept of success, or uh, I was the concept of angry, or I was the concept of sad. And what that does is languaging things that way keeps you open and you see things as an open question rather than an answer. Success isn't an answer. It's not a bunch of money. That's why I'm tired of these guys. Oh, I have this money, I have that. I have a client who has millions of dollars and, and she's sad and she's depressed and she can't figure out why she's not happy. Um, money could mean happiness to you, but a family could mean happiness to you. What is happiness for you? It could be laying down, not doing shit all day. Yeah. Like yeah. literally define what it is for you and then do that thing. Um. I'm an avid reader, Adam. I read a book a week, 
No, I don't know what you read, and I don't want to know, because if you read more than me, then <laughs> no, it's going to become a competition. So it's funny is, like, so I never read a book since high school mm-hmm. eight, until 18 months ago. I actually have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So I have a seventh grade reading level, so reading is not my thing. So I used to be a professional umpire, and the moment I realized that was going to be over, I ordered books on Amazon every single week. I literally would unplug my TV from my room so I wouldn't watch TV, and I just crushed books, crushed books. Now I'm at the point where... I feel like I've learned enough where I want to be at my life to continue moving forward. But the moment I start plateauing, then I'm going to start bringing more value into my mind. Um, But, you know, the best thing that I think a lot of people and what I talk about with students who are also in high school right now that have my learning learning disability or ADHD, I say, this is a perfect world. Like, with, with podcasts and with YouTube, like... If you hate reading, doesn't mean you're not you don't have to start learning. You're just learning in a different way. Yeah. So I, I know one of the questions you're gonna ask me: What's the best book I've ever read? Probably one of the best books I've ever read that's impacted me the most was a book called Get Off Your Butt, and not B U T T, but B U T. And what the book was about was basically is a it's a book about a guy. It's, it's, it's based on his life. He was born with a, a defect where his bones are glass. And he tells a story, and I actually got to see him speak in Vegas. It's, mm-hmm. He was an unbelievable guy. I wish I could remember his name right now. But he, he's, he, his favorite holiday was Halloween because he could dress up and no one pay attention to him because of, of his disability. He was getting ready to go to school, and he slipped, and he broke his pelvis against the door because his bones are glass. And he's sitting there crying and crying and crying, and his mom literally goes up to him and goes, you have two choices right now. You can let this affect the rest of your life, and you can make this an excuse for everything, or you can just go and do exactly what you want in life. He ended up becoming a doctor and being married and having, you know, he, he teaches and he does this, this, and this. And so basically what the book's about is stop saying but about anything. You just got to go do it because you can find an excuse for everything. Like literally walking around with this camera or doing this podcast. I could, it's Friday, it's Friday at 8, 8.30 at night. I could easily be like, well... I want to go do this podcast, but, you know, my friends really want me to go out tonight, so I'm going to go out. And so for me, like, I never put butt in front of anything. I never stopped that from me doing it, and I think that's easily one of the best books that's impacted my life the most, for sure. And that comes with just being congruent with your word. If you're going to, if you say something, you need to, you need to do it. And if you're not going to be able to do it, then don't say it. And people, it's, it's like, uh, like my friend Casey says, it's like a muscle. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, that muscle gets weaker and weaker and weaker. But if you say something, then in the beginning there was the word, right? It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what's going on outside of there. I'm going to hit the gym today. I need to be in the gym unless I break a damn leg or something like that. I don't care how I'm tired. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, when tomorrow comes, guess what it's called? It's called today. So all you have is now. You know, get to going. I, I wrote down that book, by the way. I haven't read that. I'll so. let you borrow it. I'll bring it over. And, and, and that's the thing is that so many people, it, it's really tough in this day and age. And, and me and what we're talking about right before, you know, we were talking about success with money and stuff. Like, when people only see images on Instagram or a quick Snapchat or something like that, like, I could easily go and pull out $20,000 and put it on a table and take a picture and show people, like, ooh, look at me, everyone. Or... Or, or, or uh, you know, airbrush my abs that I don't have right now and, and post that kind of stuff. But the problem is, is that so people see that image or they see successful people in image and they don't realize everything that goes on behind the scenes. Like one of the best compliments I got from actually my younger brother who's now working for me, he goes, 
And the second day he worked for me, he goes, holy crap, you do a lot of work. And I said, <laughs> yes, I do. And he goes, I never realized you worked that much. And I said, that's the thing, man, is that you see an Instagram post or you see this other post and it's just like, you just don't, you just don't realize what people are doing. You just don't. And it's, it's behind the scenes. It's really tough that so many people have that like, oh my God, this guy's killing it, blah, blah, blah. But you don't see in the last 10 years of his life just grinding every day to be able to take that yacht or sit next to the you know, sidelines on the NFL games or stuff like that. So People always asking me, uh, well, how long did it take you to get your abs or how long have you been working out? I've literally been working out my whole life. Like, I've, as a kid, played outside, played basketball, played sports. I was really grateful to have a father who was in fitness and who's a trainer. I've been working out every damn day for my whole life. And somehow, it's uh, I have abs because of my genetics. Exactly. It has nothing to do with me hitting the gym two hours every day for 20 years. I don't... Exactly. I don't get it. And, and one of the best things that I actually was just going to bring up to you mm-hmm. is how is how people need to be self-aware of what they're really good at. Like, let's be honest. I could probably do exactly what Roy does in the gym for exactly how long, and I might never look like him. Mm-hmm. He could also try to do exactly the way I run my business in real estate and not be able to sell a house. And so what I try to tell people is figure out what you're really, really good at mm-hmm. And then go all in on your strengths, and I don't care what you suck at. Like, I really don't care. If, if, if you are not good at something, find someone that's really good at it because they're out there. And so, and that's why some people need to realize that, like, you know, maybe you can't get to that level because he has better genetics or he's better at, uh, you know, self-discipline or, or whatever you need to worry about. And you're not going to be able to tell unless you work. Mm-hmm. You know, the story says to one guy he gave five. The other guy he gave two. And to the youngest guy, he gave one. The guy who had five took it, worked it, and made ten. The master said, well done. The guy who had two took it, worked it, doubled it, got four. Master said, well done. The guy who had one was scared. He didn't want to lose the one he had. So he took it, he buried it underground, and he waited till the master came back. And the master said, where's the one I gave you? He said, good thing you came back today. I hit it, buried it, and guess what? I have this talent here that you gave me. I didn't lose it. And the master said, take that talent away from him and go give it to the guy who has 10. And so you don't even know we, you don't even know what you're capable of until you start working. That's why I have an 80% rule. I don't try to perfect, perfect anything I do. I just want to get it 80% done and I just put it out because you can't perfect something until it's already done. You gotta work. There's nothing around it. Learning, right now, you watching this, it's a form of procrastination. Exactly. Work, work. This is what we love to do. We're working right now. Mm-hmm. And if you turn this off and work, great. If you're not gonna work, then keep watching. Maybe we say something yeah. to make you mad in a minute to get you to start exactly. working. Exactly. You know what's funny is I've really realized I'm starting to work more lately uh-huh. because I, like, you know, we're both friends, big fans of Gary Vee. Uh-huh. I'm like, I haven't watched like 10 episodes of Daily Beat, and I'm like, God, I've been, I've been just working too uh-huh. much, man. That's, so. that's what it is. So I want to ask you a question. High school, what would you tell your high school self right now if you could holler at him? If you could just tell him something real quick, what would you uh, tell him? I would say it's okay to fail. 
Like the one thing that I would tell anyone that it's okay to fail. Like everyone's gonna fail, and if I'm not pushing the limit and I'm not failing, that means I'm not I'm not I'm being comfortable and I'm not doing pushing the limit at all. I'm just I'm living an average life. Like I think the hardest thing when I um, came out of baseball and I got fired, I think the hardest thing was for me wasn't that like I had to move on to a new career and stuff like that. The hard thing was like. I was that guy. Like, I was an umpire. So people would run into me. I haven't seen him five years ago. Hey, man, how's umpire? When do you get to the big leagues? And I'd have to tell them, like, no, nah, man, I'm sorry. I, I didn't make it. And so I was continuing to have to tell people that I was fa- that I failed. Mm-hmm. And and for me, then, I realized, I'm like, I'm still living. Like, the one of the probably the biggest things I feared for nine years of my life of failing and not making the big leagues was probably the bestest thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I think too many people live in moments as bad and good. Mm-hmm. This happens to me, oh, that's a good. Or this happened to me, that was bad. Instead of thinking in moments is, what can I get out of this moment? Mm-hmm. Because I've had good moments, I got something bad out of it, and I've had terrible moments. Things that like that I thought I could never get past have only made more great things happen to me. Yeah, that's crazy, because I tell people a lot, I'm walking down the boulevard of broken dreams, because I played basketball mm-hmm. and went to play basketball too. And, you know... Um, I talk about in my book how when I was broke and I, I was pushing that car down the road and it broke down. And the crazy part is we're scared to fail. But when you fail and you hit rock bottom, literally you have nowhere to go but up. People ask me all the time. I tell people I'm going to coach pro athletes. I'm going to be a best-selling author. I'm going to do this. And they laughed at me and was like, <laughs> yeah. but what about your job? And I'm like, I'm going to leave my job. And they're like, but but what if something happens? Like, how do you have that faith to set out to do these things? And honestly, faith came from, because if everything goes bad, it would, I already been there. It's, yeah. It really, yeah. really wasn't that bad. Yeah. I was like, I, I, got, no I got a great poor okay. story for you. I got a great poor story. So last year at this time, I was dead broke. I went to go buy yogurt one night. Slid my card, declined, right? I'm like, oh my God. I go Yogurt's home. not healthy anymore. No, bro. no, it wasn't. Hey, that frozen yogurt was not. I didn't need it. You were, Roy, before I met him, was like, you do not need you that yogurt. You, didn't, yeah, you chose that. So, so I go home, and, I, and I've never had this time before. I go home, and I look at my checking account, and it's dead broke. Nothing's left in it. And I literally shut the computer, and I was just like, what am I going to do? Next day, what do I do? I got up early, had an open house, went and did an open house. I'm walking after I'm done. I put out 50 open house signs. I put out more open house signs than anyone else. I'm driving around. I'm wearing a suit. And a guy comes up to me. And he goes, hey, Adam, do you remember me? And I'm like, uh. He's like, it's Edward from high school. And I'm like, oh, hey, Ed, how you doing? He goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know I'm homeless right now. You know, you got any money to kind of help me? And I, literally, I had nothing. I had nothing at that point. But what I thought was funny about that situation is that you have me out there who's dead broke, who's trying to hustle and trying to work and try to you know, and, and, and basically fake it until you make it. And then you have someone else who I just met who's technically homeless. He probably had more money in his checking account than I did at that point. And what does he do? Begging for money. And so that was the biggest thing is that it's like you have two options. When you hit rock bottom, you, 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 can, you, can, you can go all in, you can grind, you can work, and you can go and see where it can take you. Or you can kind of just like maybe just give up and just, and just beg for help when it's like, I don't need, I'm not begging for help. Like, I'm literally, I know this. If I ask for help, I'd rather put it back on me because I have control of it. I can control what, what's going to happen in that situation. But if I'm asking for everyone's help, I'm relying on them. I'm relying on them 
to put me first when I would just rather put myself first. And then we get mad when they don't come Exactly. You'd exactly. be like, oh, it was their fault. Like when I was pushing my car, I was pushing the car and I looked behind me to see if the person behind me would push me. And it, I never forget her face. It was this beautiful Armenian lady in this beautiful S550 Mercedes. And I looked at her, and she looked back at me, and she just shrugged her shoulders. Like, luck. I'm not touching your your piece of shit car with my with my bins. Yeah, but the funny thing is, now people see me driving Mercedes around. People see me wearing suits. They see me buying suits for other people on my team. They see me donating money in my time. But they don't. They don't. They don't know that story. They don't know that less than a year ago, I was I was tapped out. I was dead broke. And so if I can do it. Then anyone out here that's watching this or listening to this and they see like, oh man, I, I got nothing going for me. I got this, I got that. No, you can't. Like you literally can. Like if if someone who looked like you did it, that means you can do it too. And literally it's just believing it. It's really the moment you start believing that anything's possible. So Adam, tell me where you're, don't tell me where you want to be. Tell me where you're going to be in 10 years. Okay, in 10 years, I'm going to run the biggest real estate company in the empire. That's the first one. Second thing is I'm gonna own two thousand rental units, apartments. The third thing is I'm gonna I'm gonna donate more money that I made in my first in my first five years combined that in one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to start. Uh, actually, my one of my really big goals is I want to speak into a, in front of a whole high school. Mm-hmm. That's my really my one goal. I want to go out there and motivate and show people that it's possible. Because I think that in this day and age, negativity is so loud that people who are positive, people who are doing it right, need to be even louder. And it's, it's so funny is that in a video like this that's positive and is trying to help people might get 1,000, 2,000 views. But you have a video on YouTube that's ripping someone or is negative or this and that. It has thousands and 20, 30, 40, 50,000, 100,000 views. And it's like, so if you're a positive person you just got to be louder than everyone else. So, I mean, really, like, I, the funny thing is the more that I, more of the success that I get, the more I want to help people become successful because it's like, it's like a drug to me, man. Mm-hmm. It literally is a drug. Now, I want you guys to notice something. His goals were tangible and measurable. It wasn't, I'm going to be better next year. <laughs> yeah. Because better is anywhere from an inch to a mile. If I say I'm going to get stronger, I do one push-up, I'm stronger. And so now I hit that goal. So now I'm not going to get any stronger. But his goals are measurable. 2,000, the biggest. I want to speak in front of a school. And that's I'm glad I asked you that question because um, it's not a high school, but I'm speaking at Chafee College soon when the dean gets back to me. I'll plug you. Dude, I'm there, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going with you. What are yeah. you talking about? I'm going with, I'm going with you with the camera, bro. We're going to mic you up. We're going to videotape If it. I got an hour, then I'm going to do 30. You're going to do 30. Perfect, Boom, man. that's done. Done. And I think that, and what's so funny is that it's like, I'm not, my parents didn't give me this gift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My parents are average people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just, it's just the moment you want to make this decision. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, so, it's so simple, bro. You know what I feel? I feel, I feel really lucky. Mm-hmm. And I hate using the word luck because I feel like everything I've done is not like, unless I win the lotto, then I'm lucky. But maybe I am lucky that I'm able to to make this switch in my mind. I was able to be open to it because a lot of people aren't, you know? And here's the one thing. You talk about your books about success and being successful. The one tip I want to give everyone about being successful, and it's more of a warning sign. When you become successful, be ready for everyone around you who's not successful to not like you. Oh, like, man. be ready for this. It's oh, like, man. it's unbelievable where people think like, oh, man, like, oh, you, you got this going for you. You got this going for you. Listen, when you're successful, 
everyone who's not being successful around you are going to hate on you. Just be ready for uh, it. Or, or they're going to say, ah, oh, man, he was just lucky. He was lucky. <laughs> Genetics. Oh, yeah. He, he, the reason why he has a six-pack, he's genetic. The reason why I'm successful in business is because, you know, my friends of a friend of a friend gave me some deals. And mm-hmm. so I just want everyone to know. It's, and it's, it's so funny because people I, who I help to be successful, I tell them this and they go, no, nah, that's not. No, no, no. And then it happens and they're like, oh, crap. You were right. I'm like, trust me. It's the one thing that's funny about being successful is when you're finally doing it and you're you're killing it, people like people go they want to find excuses for the reason they're not doing it too. And I want I want to explain that. So, I know how the mind works to the T. And if I can break down 10 years of psychology and communication into one sentence, the mind only cares about being right. But this is why my whole book is about taking responsibility because there's two versions of being right. You could be right in concept or be right in result. So we have emotions and then we justify those emotions with our prefrontal cortex and with our consciousness. And we can justify anything. There's people out there who justify and explain that the earth is flat. There's millions of people out there that will argue with you and have a good argument that the earth is actually flat. So observation and justification is kind of how we create our reality and our emotions. And so all we have to do is make a little a little flip, a little a little switch of the trend tab to turn the plane and turn your consciousness towards being right by sharing results and that's by taking responsibility. If you, believe, if you have a belief and that belief hasn't served you in getting results and no purpose, you need to trash that belief. I don't care what it is. If, if, if I'll argue with someone all day that 4 plus 4 could be 10, if, if I'm getting 10 out of 4 and 4, <laughs> then you, you need to listen and figure that out. So um, I want to thank you for coming, bro. Um, Tell me what you thought about my book. You know, I, well, I think the biggest thing is... That was kind of an arrogant question, but I had to ask. I think one of the biggest things is when, when it comes to anything, um, is having an open mind. So like reading his book or reading other people's books, the moment you read them, if you just take one thing out of that book, it was so worth reading it. Like, you know, and the funny thing is like, I get more out of Roy now, like just talking to him, like, because this is how I this is how I learn better. Mm-hmm. I, I just talking to him and rapping with him and, and, and having these conversations. Like, I could literally put a video camera on us like mm-hmm. for all day, oh, all day. <laughs> when I run to you at the gym or anything. And it's like so. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one thing that who who you surround yourself with and what you put in your mind every single day is going to help you make that switch. And he was starting telling you like you know your mind your mind controls what you believe. Mm-hmm. But if your mind's telling you every single day that you're going to make it or you're going to be successful and you have the people around you saying that, like, you're going to start believing it. Like, it sounds terrible, but I brainwashed myself. Mm-hmm. I brainwashed myself that I'm going to make it. And, you know, and Roy's, when it comes to, is a lot smarter than me when it comes to how the brain works. I have no idea. I didn't go to college. I'm not a college guy. Like, I'm just a straight, I'm just a straight hustle grinder. I'm a people person. I know how to talk to people. But the biggest thing is that I don't need to know how the mind works. I know how my mind works. And I know how to I know how to get it to work. And that's the thing is you gotta figure out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the thing is that because what works for me and what works for him, it's not going to work for you. You got to figure out what works for you. And it's like I literally could sit here and talk to this guy all day long Mm -hmm. about everything. And like it's funny that the people you run into, Mm -hmm. make sure you take advantage of those people. And you got to really pick and choose who you let in your world and who and who you don't. And I think that's a my last tip of the tip of the day on 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 being successful and 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 it's just really it's just oh god man I'll tell you it's I'm just I'm just oh god it's like like you said when your mind makes that switch man it's, like it's, it's just like another level it's and a literally another level the mind the the thing about being right is your mind's job is the survival of your considerations so if you get around successful people I got one friend who's like I can't bro I'm like come out with us at I can't bro y'all you guys are balling, you make too much money, and you know, my friend Brandon and my friend Cameron, he doesn't want to come around us because he doesn't feel like he could hang around us because of what we're doing, but I said, you need to switch your mind. If you actually came around, your mind is going to raise to our level mm-hmm. quickly because that's what we do, adapt to our environment, mm-hmm. and, then they- and you're going to get around, and then next thing you know, you're going to be making six figures, and that's what... I be trying to tell the guy, and the guy just just doesn't listen. So and it goes back to being scared. It goes back to that fear of failing in front of people. And and to exactly. be and here's the thing is that and that's why when I go back to saying that like when you become successful, people don't like you. It's because they're not making that change. Mm-hmm. So when you're the only successful person in your group, you're outnumbered. Mm-hmm. You're outnumbered. You're the guy that's changing. You're the guy that's you know, oh, working too hard or trying to show everyone up or, you know, and then when you want to talk about your success, it's, oh, you're flaunting. It's like, no, like, I'm proud of what I'm doing. And so, like, I can call him up and talk to him about what's going on because then he could tell me what he's doing. And it's like, okay, now it's like, or, and now with social media and with Instagram and Snapchat, if I see him grinding at 3.30 in the morning, I got to be like, why am I not grinding at 3.30 in the morning? And then you know? I'm up. Exactly. He's up. You know what I mean? And so that's the thing is that, like, it's almost like a competition. You know, and that's the thing we were talking about earlier before you got on camera. Like, what makes me work is me being so loud to everyone. I want to tell everyone my goals. I want to let everyone know. When I walk into a room, they know who I am. They know what I do. They know what I believe. And so because then it keeps me honest. It keeps me doing it. It keeps me, keeps me trying to push towards those goals. I want to talk on competition real quick. Okay, so go for it. The mind, we only use like 10% of our brain. Now, the people who are the best in the world at what they do, your, your Floyd Mayweathers, your Tony Robinsons, your Lance Armstrongs, your, your, your Tom Brady, they use up to 40% of their brains. And let me tell you why. Once they tell their minds that I'm going to be the best, their mind goes to work and it uses as much of itself that it needs to achieve that goal. So if it only takes 20% of the mind to be the best in the world at something, that's how much it's going to use. So if we want to use 100% of our brains, competition is going to be how we do that. If me and him both um, are boxers and he tells himself and he believes he's the best in the world and I tell myself and I believe I'm the best in the world and we go at it through competition, next thing you know, one of us has the capability to use 50, 60, 70, 80, and up to 100% of our brains because that's what it's going to take because I have opposition who's out there working just as hard as me. But the guys who are the best in the world now only need 35, 40% because 
nobody out, nobody else is out there to have that faith or work as hard as him. And that's just how it goes. That's why Kobe is Kobe. That's why Jordan is Jordan. And that's why everybody else who we argue that they aren't better than, they end up winning and getting more rings than them. Exactly. And that's just how it goes. Exactly. So, thanks, brother. Yeah, thanks of course. For, uh, oh, thanks for doing time, this, man. Coming to talk to me. Yeah. Um, any closing things? Anything you want to say? No, man. I just think that, you know, what what you want to do, you can do. Tell them how they can find you, man. Yeah, man. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all Swartz Realtor. I'll make sure he puts it under there. Um, if anyone wants anything, you reach out to me anytime. Literally, I'm here to help people. And helping people is really like what, what, what really makes me, really puts that fire in for me is seeing people grow and, and being able to help people. And, and like he says, like, it's not, success to me, like, it's not, it's not the money. Like, it's just not, or, or the items. You know what I was thinking actually yesterday? I'm like, because I post so much, you know how many times I wear the same white tee and this hat and, this hat and the same pair of jeans? Like, oh, exactly. I don't spend money on clothes because clothes don't bring me value. Like, no. you know what I mean? I'm, I'd rather spend money on, you know, be able to, uh, this, a camera to put more stuff out or, or stuff that brings me value. So I, I think that the biggest thing is surround yourself with people that, that believe the same things you believe. And they will help you reach your goals. And literally, the sky's the limit. Um, yeah, we're talking about competition. I had a guy text me the other day. He works for me. Just started. And, I, and he said, he's like, thank you so much for helping me. This is, and I said, we win together and we lose together. And lucky for you, I never lose. And he goes, <laughs> I and he's like, I love it. And I said, that's how I think every single day. So just I remember know, that. I know you don't have much time. But one more thing. Give okay. them something tangible. One tangible tactical thing and we we know 90 percent we know 99 percent of them gonna do it he just told you to hit him up he's gonna give you his instagram he just told you to hit him up he's gonna give you blueprints for success he's gonna give you motivation he's gonna show you how to flip houses anything you need and maybe one or two of you yeah. to hit him up but anyway even though most of them won't use it what's one thing what's one thing that they can tangibly tactically go and do tomorrow that will help them that you can tell them. Okay. I, I think the number one thing that I want everyone who listens to this to go do tomorrow is figure out where they truly want to go in life. Take a day or Clarity. two days and just know exactly what you want to do in your life and then re just go back and find someone who's doing it and just copy them. Just copy them. And if, and if, it, and if it's and if you have an idea what you want to go and you don't know how to get there, call me. I'll help you get there. <laughs> we'll figure and out a way. We will figure out a way together. So that's it. Just figure out exactly where you want to go because that is the first step in anything. Amen. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Adam, I appreciate Thank you, you. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. And always remember to be yourself. We're out. If you want to dive deeper, please subscribe to this podcast and to receive free content and products, go to RoyRed.com. And always remember, success is achieved through self-expression and self-expression is not a moral issue.